Nafka is still technically a union of, of 50 so-called United States. But, you know, that happens only in theory nowadays, because when the globalist perfect storm brewed in the Wuhan laboratory, suddenly Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum, as well as all of his miscreants, saw their opportunity to proceed with their one world order scheme. The color revolution playbook was actually put into effect. Social media had already been bought off and frankly, most politicians on both sides of the house, that includes Democrats and Republicans, were also bought off. And then the bioweapon strike was launched and with it, the fake vaccine that has caused so much harm to complete the devastation that would put the world into such a state of fear and confusion that they could proceed with their agenda. Because the world can be easily manipulated to do anything the rogues want to do when the world is living in fear and confusion. The greatest hoax that the world has ever known suddenly began. And then what did we see? Millions of people around the world suffered and died under the advice of Dr. Anthony Fauci. Lockdowns, masking, social distancing, then supposedly the cure, a vaccine. But now we know that all of it was useless, harmful, and even deadly. Pure deception to control you and me. You're listening to Dr. Steve LaTulip today on Unity Without Compromise. This is broadcast on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Some of us never really did buy into the hoax, even from the beginning, but most people did. We who didn't were harshly persecuted. As it turns out, we who actually exposed the fraud early on were right all along. It was no conspiracy theory. It was an actual, genuine conspiracy, and it devastated the world. But look, now we've got Russian Tsar Putin, who has suddenly accomplished what the World Health Organization, the NIH, and the CDC could not do. He cured COVID or so it seems. Corona mania has officially ended. But ask yourself this, will things now go back to normal? Do you really think so? I mean, even blue states have now unmasked. Children are no longer being abused with face diapers. And uh, the only ones that are still wearing the diapers are those kids who are too afraid to unmask thanks to the intensity of their brainwashing. If we really want to know what direction our country is heading in right now, under the puppet Biden regime, we have to look to the blue states because that's where the answers will be most readily revealed. Well, today I'd like you to meet a very special guest who's joining me from the very deep blue state of Oregon. His name is Ben Edel, E-D-T-L. Ben is the founder of Free Oregon. This is a nonpartisan grassroots movement whose chief goal is to protect individual rights according to, get this, the Constitution. 
Ben, I'm really glad to have you join me today. Thanks for coming on board and welcome. Thank you for having me on today, Dr. Latulip. I appreciate it a lot. My pleasure. Hey, Ben, you know, I think the world knows that the whole Dagon West Coast is oppressed by governors and politicians who simply have no regard whatsoever for our Constitution or for anything else associated with our individual God-given rights. That's a so, fact. Yeah. So I, I think you've really got your work cut out for you in a state like Oregon. Let me ask you this, Ben. Do you really think that this war against these totally base corrupt politicians is actually winnable? I absolutely think it's winnable. Absolutely. Um, you know, they've made a lot of, of they've taken a lot of ground from the people. They've taken a lot of power from the people on the West Coast. And it started with uh, most people don't aren't aware of this, but long before, about three months before the first lockdowns hit on the West Coast, Kate Brown and Gavin Newsom and the governors of, of Washington and Las Vegas, or sorry, not Las Vegas, Nevada, they signed the West Coast State Pact. And that West Coast State Pact stated uh, an agreement between the states that they would take COVID protocols together so that they could control the entire West Coast with the lockdowns, with the propaganda, with the fear uh, mongering and everything else that they've done. And they've taken away the rights systematically from the Americans that live all across the West Coast. Yeah, that sounds pretty horrible. And we most certainly have experienced it. And, you know, really, they were, we got to hand it to them, they were pretty successful in doing just what they intended to do. Why do you think uh, that happened? Do you think there was an underlying motive uh, to that? I mean, what did they have to gain personally and uh, as a Democrat party? Yeah, absolutely. There was an underlying motive. Uh, they want to change our country. They want to change our country from a republic, a democratic republic, which is the laws are focused on individual rights and liberty. That's what our nation is built on. That's what our constitution grants us and recognizes that these, uh, you know, we have alien, unalienable rights. Uh, and those unalienable rights were provided by God in the constitution of the United States, the constitution of Oregon. It supports that and they want to change that. They want to bring a new form of government that is more totalitarian, that is communist, and they're using Marxist tactics, Marxist strategies to achieve it. Absolutely. Um, you know, for, uh, for several years, I've called Kate Brown a Marxist. Uh, she has communist tendencies. Um, I have actually stated that my opinion is that we're, we can't even define de Democrats and Republicans anymore because those two parties really don't exist. Um, what I see is that we are either globalist in our mindset or we are nationalists, meaning that we want to defend a free constitution, a free republic, uh, such as we've always been with the United States. But um, under the current regime of uh, the puppet Biden regime, I mean, what chance do we have? Um, do you feel like um, you said that this is a winnable war? Um, one of the things that really impressed me, you know, about Free Oregon, I remember when I met you the very first time, it wasn't at an RNC convention, but it was something similar to that where you emceed. And I was very <laughs> impressed with your energy, Ben. And I was 
impressed uh, um, also with your boldness. I mean, I, I don't see people who are willing to step up to the front line and speak the truth plainly. I mean, in that sense, you're, I hate to say it, uh, but you're kind of like our former President Trump. And it took a <laughs> President Trump to actually uh, give America hope. And when I saw what you had to say, I had to speak to you because I, I liked what I liked your message and I liked the, the way you carried yourself. So I was really impressed. How exactly did Free Oregon get started? Well, I'll tell you, and this is what what leads to, I guess, my boldness, because uh, I was a small business owner. I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years, and we entered into the coffee business in Portland. And Portland is the specialty coffee capital of the world. I mean, we had, you know, prior to 2020 in the lockdowns, we had 85 specialty coffee roasteries in the city of Portland. And um, we actually took over a uh, struggling coffee roastery that was a turnaround job. It was way uh, underwater and, and we didn't have a tremendous amount of money to just go throw money at it, right? We had to fix it using, you know, common business sense and we had to be bold and brave to, to, to do that work. And um, heading into 2020, you know, we were growing, you know, 30% year over year. We had started acquiring cafes in the city, like old, classic, well-known cafes. Uh, we had one downtown. We had one in Northeast Portland in the King District. We had one in, in on Division. Uh, and we were selling coffee wholesale through our 4,500-square-foot coffee roastery from Portland to Las Vegas. Uh, we were growing, and it had only been, you know, two years that we had had it, uh, that we had, you know, taken that over and, and began to turn it around. And so things were looking very good for us. And look, you know, I've been a small government guy. I, I've been a Republican since the first year I could vote in 1996. Um, but I've also been, you know, a moderate Republican and, 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 you know, born and raised in the inner city of Portland. You can't get, <laughs> you can't get too far right. You know what I mean? Right. But it's hard to do. It's very hard to do. So I and I was raised by very progressive liberals that just, you know, our minds are our brains are wired differently. You know, I see authority and I don't trust authority all the time. I don't just blat blindly say, well, they're the experts say this, so I'm going to believe it. Um, I question authority. I've done that my entire life. Uh, it's caused me a lot of grief and I've had <laughs> a lot of problems for sure having that having that default setting. But it, it, it turned out to be a very positive um, attribute uh, in, in 2020, 2021 and, and since. But, you know, what happened was, was that when COVID started to hit, uh, I was seeing a lot of fear and, and, and hysteria on the news and, and reading about it on the news and my staff and everyone were very beginning to get hysterical about it. Uh, but I reminded them that only eight people had died in the state of Oregon with with COVID-19. And this was back in, you know, kind of, you know, you know, early, early 2020, right? Like January, February. And um, what what I had uh, and that's when the first lockdowns began in Oregon. Right. And, and when the first lockdown began, I was abs I became a little hysterical because I thought this has never happened in my life. This has never happened in my parents life or my grandparents life. We never had lockdowns due to a viral pandemic um, and we've had viral pandemics. All right. And, and so I was extraordinarily concerned because I didn't see how the state of Oregon had the right to force me to close my business and to force tens of thousands of other business owners to close their businesses. 
And at the time, only eight people had died in the state of Oregon. And all eight of them, all eight of them were over the age of 80. And they all had three to four comorbidities, meaning that they were going to die from either of three or four things regardless. And it was just a matter of time and not very long time that, that a comorbidity is, is, is going to cause your death. And so um, I was really confu- concerned. And what happened was, was that people started to go absolutely bananas on social media. And when I say people, I mean, you know, some of the most established, most respected restaurateurs in the city of Portland were saying, close your restaurants, close them down. And I just said, I'm not going to close them down. I knew that it, if we closed our business, we had no safety net. We had no way to, to, to resurrect uh, from, from that. We would lose our staff. We would lose revenue. We would still owe rent. We would still have you know, lease payments across the, the, the city. There was no way we could do it. But in a 72-hour period of time, you know, our coffee roastery lost 100% of its um, uh, cafe wholesale accounts within a 72-hour period of time, which means that we went from about $25,000, $30,000 a month in, in gross revenue to zero. And there was no way that I could close my cafes because I thought, man, I mean, we, we have to at least stay open. We have to fight. But what happened was is that my staff, you know, I employ these 20-year-old baristas in Portland. So just imagine what their political leanings would be. You know, sure. I, had one, I had one employee that was like, I can't do these masks. And I was like, I can't either, man. I'm just walking around without a mask. And I refused to put the signs on the door. The, the state came down and said, you have to put the signs. When they reopen, they said, you have to put up these signs. You can't let people stay. They have to wear a mask. You have to do that. And I said, I'm not going to do it. I don't care. I'm not putting the signs up. And that, and that outed me as a constitutional conservative. It outed me to these to these young, indoctrinated and brainwashed 20-year-olds 20 20 that believed um, this whole entire set of, of ideology that I just didn't even, I wasn't even really aware of, to be honest with you. And so I had no idea what was happening, but I had my first cancel uh, because I didn't uh, close my cafes voluntarily. And, uh, and, and, and that's when I started to really wake up to like, what is, really, what is going on here? Right. So it was kind of like a great awakening for you. And I think it, it, it was, you know, what's what's really surprising to me is that you caught on early because, as you said, so many people just didn't see what was developing. And that is exactly what plagued me, even as a physician. I mean, I never mastered my clinic. My staff never did. Yep. And we had zero problems whatsoever. And, you know, being the, quote, foolish doctor that I was, I kept my doors open and treated the sick as I was trained to do. And for that, I paid a great price, of course. Um, well, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a very, you make a good point. They were trying to devastate the middleman, really, the, the small business owners, because, we never saw Walmart close down or Costco no. or any of the big chains. The, the people that own those businesses are filthy rich and they got a whole lot richer because of this whole process of the lockdowns. And of course, if you look beyond the United States globally, there were millions of people who suffered and died from starvation and all kinds of oppression simply because of Fauci's advice to continue lockdown. So it was devastating. And of course, if you can't run a business and keep it open um, when you're depending on that, how in the world do you survive? So they were very successful in doing that. Very so, successful. And they're so very smart made, people. 
Yes, they are. And, you know, that's another point. Uh, so many people say, oh, they're crazy. They're, this is insanity. It's not. It is calculated. And these people are very smart. They know what they are doing. And, of course, many people are still trying to figure out what exactly is it they, that they are doing. Because now, supposedly, we are beyond the COVID pandemic era with all its craziness. Do you think we're over it all? No, I think we're just getting started. Um, there, there is an absolute agenda to change, the, change our country, to disregard our constitution, to probably put in place a new constitution. And I know that sounds crazy, you know, but most people, you know, I, I have a friend, Mike Nearman, I, I talked to him from, from time to time. And, and um, you, you know, he, he, he had this great quote. He says, you know, two, 5% of Americans actually know what's going on politically. And it's about two and a half percent on either side, the right or the left. And then 95 percent of people, he says, they're Seahawks fans. You know, they want to know the score of the football game. They're not paying attention. They show up and vote, you know, every year or whatever. But they don't really know what's actually going on. And so when we talk like we're talking right now and we say things that we're saying right now, most people, the Seahawks fans, if you will, are going to look at us and say we're crazy. Uh, but we're not crazy. When you look at what's actually happened, let's just look at Oregon, for example, Portland, for example. When you look at what's actually happened, all of it, you put it all together, right? And I can put it all together for you because I was, I'm, I'm watching what's going on. I'm an observer of, of action and outcome. And when you watch the action and the outcome of all the different crazy things that have been occurring in our country and especially on the West Coast, then it becomes the picture that gets painted is very clear. It's obviously clear that their goal is to destroy the current uh, infrastructure in our society. That's what they want to do. And what where we're headed right now is, is, is toward a dystopian system. And when you look at Portland, we're very close to this. Look, when you see what happened with the lockdowns, all right, the lockdowns came first. Who did those lockdowns attack? You just said it, the small middle class business owners, the people that can actually finance elections, the people that don't have a trillion dollars, right? But they got enough money to kick 500, 1,000 here to someone who's gonna run for office. Um, and, and they attack them first. You know, the, when, w the biggest challenge we had with Free Oregon as we, as we began to need funding is that almost all of our activists that came to Free Oregon to fight were just like me. They had lost everything. They lost their job as a nurse. They lost their small business. And so all the people that would have been, you know, the people that would vote for not vote for a tax increase, right, or vote for things that would give them more freedom and liberty and more property rights, they were attacked very first. They were the first people attacked and they were not at risk. When the lockdowns happened, eight people had died in the state of Oregon. They all were over the age of 80 with three to four comorbidities. Not people like me that were 42 years old, played full court hoops with 20 year olds three, four times a week and were in the weight room five times a week. Right. I'm not going to die from COVID. Nobody, no kids, nothing. But they locked down the schools. They pinned down the people that make money. The middle class people were pinned down because their kids were at home trying to do online learning, which was terrible for the kids, but it was also very terrible for the family. Families and, and many, many families at that time that had two income earners went down to one income earner. OK, so the attack, all this stuff attacked the middle class, attacked the middle class folks like me. And so um, and, and that was the first thing. Then the next thing that occurred was in June when um, when the, the BLM reared its ugly head and began rioting in the city of Portland and across the country. Right. 
And I couldn't figure out that why a guy dies in police custody in Minneapolis, that they're burning down the city of Portland and downtown. Now, I had a cafe in downtown that was already way wounded from the lockdowns. And, the you know, people go to cafes to sit and gather and have meetings. All right. When you people just don't go to cafes to grab a coffee and, and leave. So our business was down about 60 percent. And so when the rioting occurred, our business dropped from 90 to 90 percent down. Okay, so we were doing 10 percent of the revenue that we should have been doing. And um, and, and it was in and, and the police. And then at the same time that the rioting began, what did the city of Portland do? They defunded our police. And from there, they made sure that the police would no longer be able to intervene in to stop riots from occurring. And remember this, Trump came in and said, I'll put you know, federal troops in the city in downtown Portland. Of course, look, I'm the last person in the world that wants to see federal police or federal troops in the, in our streets in Portland. But as, as a property owner, I was getting devastated by the lack of policing and the lawlessness that was occurring in downtown Portland. And as we, as we're moving towards, as we're moving into 2021, you know, you've got, um, you've got an, uh, an incredibly uh, high increasing murder rate in the city of Portland. Carjackings today are higher than they've ever been in the state of Oregon. The murder rate increase is the fastest increase in murder rate of any city in the United States. It's happening in Portland. Why? Because there's no police. Uh, when there's a shooting, it could take hours for Portland police to, to show up and process a scene. And while this is happening, Governor Kate Brown and my opponent, uh, Rob Wagner, who's the Senate majority leader, the Democrat Senate majority leader, they uh, made moves to uh, let prisoners out of the Oregon State uh, prison system because of equity. OK, that, that, that they treat the criminals as if they're the victims and they're letting criminals out. They're defunding. I mean, letting hundreds and hundreds of criminals out. They're defunding the police. They're not prosecuting crimes. This is a we have a George in Multnomah County. We have a George Soros uh, district attorney, Mike Schmidt, and he's not prosecuting crimes. And, and, and so the criminals have been given a free reign to do whatever it is they want. And as the police are defunded, there's this group that shows up called Antifa. OK, and Antifa walks around in what we call black block, which is Kevlar helmets and, and body armor. And they use things like M80s and flashbangs and, and and other fireworks and stuff like that to terrorize citizens. So when citizens assemble in Portland to go have a, a rally at the Portland Public School District or something like that, Antifa comes every single time and they attack us. They attack moms and children. This has happened over and over and over again. And Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland, he said, you know, police aren't going to intervene. Just choose peace. You know, it's crazy. This is absolute insanity. But, you know, it, it, it follows the path of Marxism and the rise of the Nazis in, in the 1930s in Germany. OK, they had the brown shirts running around terrorizing business owners, smashing windows, lighting things on fire. You know, Portland is in a situation where um, it's very mirrored. Uh, to what's already happened and how a communist regime can take over a free people. And this is what's happening right now. And look, it's so bizarre that even doctors like you, Dr. Latulip, you went out and you did something 
totally uh, sensical, which was I'm going to treat COVID patients early and I'm going to use things that have worked on other viruses similar to COVID-19. And you already know that the mask, the cloth mask, the paper mask, they're not going to stop the spread of an aerosol virus. We all know that it's always been the case. And so you simply don't wear them because they can also cause medical damage to the people that are wearing them all day, right? You knew this stuff because you're a doctor. And what do you do? You treat people 100% uh, successfully early with COVID, and then your license is suspended because of your success. Now think about this for a second. You, they're taking away, then look, just look at COVID for, for, for big picture reasons. They have made it so that it has been essentially illegal for doctors to treat a disease early. And what's happening is, is that you're told when you get COVID, and I know this because this is what was said to my wife and everything else when we had COVID. She, they said, when you get to this point, when you get to the point where you can't breathe anymore, you come to the hospital. I right. listened to the doctor, my wife's doctor, tell her this on the phone on speaker when she was very sick with COVID. And, 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 and I'm just sitting here thinking, this is insane. And when somebody dies in the hospital with COVID, they, they get a paycheck from the government. And the same thing is happening in our schools. Meanwhile, all this stuff is going on. You've got these Marxist uh, 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 concepts being uh, you know, completely pushed in our school about transgenderism, uh, uh, you know, sexual orientation. And people are, our schools in Oregon are doing this before age uh, before third grade. So starting around kindergarten and in third grade is where kids start to begin to learn multiplication. So prior to learning multiplication, you're learning about choosing your own gender. Um, it's insanity. It makes no sense. Uh, but what it does make sense is that it's dividing people. You're either with the LGBTQ or you're against the LGBTQ. And people like me who grew up in Portland, who I've always had great respect for the LGBTQ movement, right? I mean, they had to fight for equal rights and, and, and be able to marry and you know have joint bank accounts and things like that. I recognize that. And as a, as a more libertarian uh, type Republican, I, I, I respect that. I think we should all have equal rights. But why in the world has it, is it gone from equal rights now that this has been accomplished and established to, to actually pitching young kids on, uh, on, on their sexual orientation? Well, what that's doing is it's just creating more division. Um, and, and that's exactly right out of the Marxist playbook that, that they divide the people. Uh, there's a scapegoat, a victim, and a perpetrator. We see this with, uh, uh, with critical race theory. We see this with the LGBTQ uh, political indoctrination movement uh, in our schools. And meanwhile, the governor of the state of Oregon, along with Rob, Rob Wagner, who's the Senate Majority Leader, they took away all the graduation standards for the state of Oregon. So there's no more standards to graduate high school in the state of Oregon. I mean, this is absolutely nuts. But you can't control a population that's educated. You can't. Right. You can't okay. okay. Ben, ben, can I interrupt you? Yes, right. please do. What, what, you, what you have done is you have just painted an extremely grim picture. And now you realize what you just said about this all. You said it's crazy. You said it's insanity. Okay. And everything that we are seeing to a normal person, it appears to be crazy. It appears to be totally senseless, brainless, and insanity, but it's not. It is purposeful. It is. And that's the picture that 
it has been painted to the world and they say, wow, this is this must be the new normal. I guess we got to get used to it. And some of us just won't buy that because this is actually, and this is what we have to get to the forefront of our brains. This is not crazy. This is not insanity. This is a coup in progress. And you are absolutely right when you are saying that they are defunding the police, the murder rate in Portland increased, what, by 800 percent, I believe, you know, with the rise of BLM, burning down uh, Portland, rioting. um, And it was all endorsed by Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland, and by our utterly evil Marxist governor, Kate Brown. And so the question is now. What should be, and maybe I should ask you this personally, Ben, with Free Oregon, what has been your strategy to secure, to to regain individual rights? And is that strategy evolving as you go? Yeah, I mean, the core strategy isn't really changing. You have to tell the truth no matter what. And here's what happens. I mean, there's so many things that have occurred that I even forgot to mention, including the, the complete destruction of our freedom of speech. We, we, we use these platforms like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and free organs, uh, live uh, streams on Instagram and, and Facebook get, get muted. We get blocked. We get suspended. Uh, we, we get shadow banned. Um, and, and, and the reason they do that is because I'm speaking complete and total sense. You know, when you look at all these things together, the attacks on our First Amendment, the attacks on our Second Amendment rights, the the removal of police, the homeless crisis, you know, the homeless crisis, all this stuff, all this stuff leads up to a few sort of almost core uh, uh, aspects to what if you to, to what's going on. And that is the removal of your property rights. When when the government used COVID to shut down businesses and interfere with leases and lease agreements and everything else between landlords and tenants, they took our property. They took our personal property without compensation. When they shut down our 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 uh, our rights to free speech, they limit our ability to communicate with each other and break through the propaganda. When they uh, increase the amount of homelessness, which they've done. And they've, they've made this the Mecca for homelessness in Portland. You can come here, you can do hard drugs. You're not going to be arrested. You're not going to face any, uh, any challenges to your addiction. Uh, nothing like that. They're actually taking away the property rights of the homeowners in the city of Portland, because these bum camps that are all over the place are encroaching on neighborhoods. And my son and his mom live in, uh, North Portland. And there's a huge bum camp right next to them and my son cannot play outside with his neighbor friends when he's there he can't uh they have to be careful people break into their yard they break into the house um it's insanity they're they're encroaching on the property rights they're taking away property rights free speech rights and the right to defend yourself while defunding the police and all this stuff so what you have to understand and what 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 has worked very well for for free organ is telling the truth. And and I remember, here's an example. I was wearing a, a hat that had the, the letter P on it for Portland because it was a bring MLB baseball to Portland hat, okay? And I was, I was photographed giving um, uh, Jeanette Shada a $1,000 check from Free Oregon for her campaign uh, for school board in Beaverton in the Beaverton School District, which is just outside of Portland. 
And uh, I got Antifa got a hold of that and said that I was a proud boy and they and it got spread all across the state of Oregon. It was a a major cancel attempt on me. It was like the third cancel attempt. And I was like, you guys done yet? I mean, you can't cancel me. It's impossible because I don't shut up. But what happened was, is that KGW and some local news um, stations reached out to me and they wanted to interview me to see if I was really a proud boy. And at the time, I never even met a proud boy. And I was like, you know, I don't know who they are. They like, I think my understanding is like to drink beer and brawl and, and uh, whatever, but um, I'm not a proud boy. I don't even know any proud boys, but now I know a bunch of proud boys. Okay. Like, like they reached out to me and, and, and I've, I found that some people I, was, I, I knew were proud boys. I didn't even know. Um, and what the, the goal here is to make sure that all of us are divided and isolated. Um, right. The fact right. of the matter is, is that the proud boys are um, on our side and we cannot divide ourselves from them or any other group that's out there doing essentially good work. And what, the, what they've right. done is they've gone to rallies, they provided security, and they chase Antifa down the street. And so people can assemble and have a peaceful um, assembly without being right. physically attacked. So well, you, I'll tell you, it's, it's crazy what happens here, but you got to tell the truth. That's what's worked so you well. Do. For you do. And you know, what you said, Ben, is you're right. This is uh, ultimately the chief weapon is the propaganda war and the chief weapon on the other side is truth. Well, listen, we're going to take a real short break and then come right back. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip and my guest, Ben Edel. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. In today's world, there's no escaping the headlines filled with warnings about emerging viruses and dangerous superbugs. Genesis is the only technology that safely and effectively obliterates harmful pathogens both on the air and on surfaces. Genesis plus HOCL neutralize these threats to your environment in just seconds. Find out more about this amazing technology at genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a 15% discount. With Genesis, you'll be prepared for what's next.
Welcome back to Unity Without Compromise. This is your host, Dr. Steve LaTulip, and I have my guest, Ben Edel, with Free Oregon today. We've been discussing the atrocities that are taking place in the blue state of Oregon. I call it the Blue State Blues, and it's a very dark, deep blue color. We have a problem uh, with freedom in America. Uh, just remember that this show airs on Saturday and Sunday at 12 and 5 Eastern Time. It then goes to podcast on Monday or Tuesday. Remember, you can catch my weekly columns at americaoutloud.com. Just scroll down to our team and select my name. Also, check out my book, Unity Without Compromise, A Biblical Basis for Christian Union. The book will challenge you, but it's about unifying based on what founded our country, the Bible. It's not for the insincere, but it is for the truth seeker. We've been discussing the issues of America in crisis, and this crisis has been caused intentionally by globalists on both sides of the House, both Democrats and Republicans. And now, nowhere have we felt the brunt of this coup in progress more than in the blue states. So, um, Ben, you know, voter fraud has been a huge problem. Now, you have mentioned that you are running for election uh, for a state Senate position. And um, I'm concerned about that because we have seen an overwhelming amount of evidence for election uh, interference and these are crimes, and they we've only seen it occurring in the swing states. I, I personally think that they've given up on Oregon. They don't even want to bother with it. But we know that election fraud is probably taking place in all 50 states. It is likely very rampant. And I mean, just think that we have had no Republican governor in Oregon since mail-in voting was initiated, and it was the first state in the nation to do it in 1998. So we know that ballot harvesting and prolonged vote windows are certainly an open door for corruption, and we're probably seeing a bunch of it. So, uh, Ben, what do you think? Is this a problem worthy of Free Oregon's attention? Yeah, I mean, you know, Free Oregon grew you know, from the point where I was all alone fighting off major cancels that were even nationwide. Um, and, 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 and we grew from there. Uh, and we filed lawsuits for medical freedom. We filed the most significant lawsuits in the state against the state of Oregon, Oregon Health Authority and, and school districts and, and uh, OSHA and Kate Brown herself. Right. And so we, we're, we know that we're aware of the election integrity issues across the country. We saw for the first time in 2020, the Oregon elections take place in Michigan and uh, and um, Pennsylvania and, and Nevada and Arizona. And, you know, we we um, we you know, kind of woke me up a little bit. But here's where I'm at with it. You know, we've got some groups in Oregon that are doing a very good job digging deep into past elections to try to understand um, where the fraud is. Now, the, the mainstream media uses and, the, and that's driven by the left, uh, they use a term called widespread voter fraud, widespread voter fraud. And they say there is no widespread voter fraud. Now, the key word here is widespread. Now, one of the Marxist tactics that's been used in the past successfully by Karl Marx himself and, and many other um, dictator tyrants uh, is to change the definition of words. And when they or to slide, you know, sneaky words into normal words so that, that, that it modifies that definition. Widespread fraud means 
uh, huge amounts of voter fraud where they're dumping out tens of thousands of ballots or, you know, you know, lying about people's votes or whatever in the system. Right. But there is no I, I haven't seen yet any evidence of their definition of widespread fraud. But in Oregon, what we see is we see hundreds of votes here, hundreds of votes there, and it adds up to thousands of votes. And I think we can defeat it or we can actually force them to do and, and conduct widespread voter fraud if we can get some turnout by the right wing of or, and even the moderates uh, or the right wing uh, folks in Oregon. Look, conservatives in Oregon don't turn out to vote. Generally speaking, in the last 10 years, uh, Oregon has two things going against it. One, conservatives don't turn out. They're not paying attention to politics. And I'm guilty of that. I, I tended to my family and, and minded my own business. And I thought the Constitution of the United States and the state of Oregon would protect me. I was wrong. I woke up to that in 2020. It won't protect me. Absolutely. It won't protect you either. We have to protect it. That's yeah. our job. And we haven't been participating in our political process. And now we're in the situation that we're in. So I'm th we're seeing right now, like with with this with the Newburgh um, school district debacle, that conservatives are turning out to vote now. We didn't turn out in the May special election last year for school boards, but we got a little bit better. We have to have major voter turnout so that they cannot succeed with with voter with uh, election fraud that's not widespread. All right, that's the key. That's there, an excellent there's, point. There's a excellent. lot, but we can beat them there. And if we do have a major turnout and they have to conduct widespread fraud, we got watchers all over this state. There's 36 counties in the state of Oregon. And I believe it's my understanding that almost every county has a, uh, a voter fraud watch group that they're all communicating with each other. They're tied in with, with the folks that led the Maricopa County uh, recall effort, even the Maricopa County recall effort, you know, didn't wasn't successful, but it showed that what maybe not widespread fraud, but there was lots of fraud. Um, there's lots of fraud. There's no question about that. But is it widespread by that, by their definition? Uh, maybe not, but we have to get turned out. We got to go to the polls. We have to vote and don't mail in your ballots. If you're in Oregon, don't mail it in, go drop it off at the elections division in your County or drop it off in a, in a, in a box. But I would hey, say, hey, take ben, it to the County. Okay, but let me tell you this. I did that in the last election. And do you know, my wife and I turned it in. We did not mail it. And we could not trace our vote as we were told that we could. They, we were told, go to this website and you can find your vote. Well, I never found my vote. My wife did not find hers. So, wow. yeah, it's a big problem. But I, I really like your, uh, you know, the idea of watchdog groups. We need this. This is critical. This is absolutely critical to a fair and honest uh, vote for our elected officials. Um, you mentioned also that you had a few lawsuits uh, pending. And, yep. you know, this raises another concern, Ben. We actually have three branches of state government, just like mm -hmm. federal government. We know that the executive branch is hopelessly flawed. Uh, Kate Brown has zero regard for the Constitution, which is why we've had all these illegal mandates uh, for mm -hmm. so long. We know that also that the legislative branch is mostly corrupt, with only a few exceptions. Now, what's your view of Oregon's judicial branch? Is justice even possible in Oregon courts? I mean, what's been your experience? You know, look, I, I, I think those are wonderful questions. And, and you know, the, the, the question I have are, are the Democrats in power, the one party system that we have in Oregon, are they honest? Well, absolutely not. 
Um, are they corrupt? Absolutely. Are the Republicans that are that are interested in self-preservation going along with 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 Democrat votes? Absolutely. Our front runner for governor for the Republican Party is Christine Drazen. Her voting record is abysmal. It looks like Tina Kotex. Yes. You know? yes. And she goes out and talks a big Republican game and a conservative game, but she votes with the Democrats. And this yeah. is this is happening way too often. And there's a degree that I understand just in the, the way the sausage is made in Salem that 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 there is a a degree of, of self-preservation required so that you can live to fight another day. I get that. But when you look at the voting records of people like Christine Drazen, I mean, they're just bold-faced liars. They're talking out of both sides of their mouths and, you know, the gig is up and they expect, they expect their own constituents to not look up their voting records because why wouldn't they? We don't, we don't look up their voting records, right? We're not participating in the political process. We haven't right, been doing right. that. Because when decades. you, when you do look up their voting records, you see that most likely these people are already bought off themselves. And that's why I say you can't go, you can't trust the Democrat party versus the Republican party. It just does not exist anymore. Yeah. Look at what they're doing, look at their agenda and then use your head, use your brain and decide for yourself what's really going on. I Absolutely. Agree. You have to, you have to, don't look at what they say, look at what they do and look at the outcome. Here's another great example of this back going back to 2020 when, the, when Kate Brown and, 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 you know, Rob Wagner and all those people in the legislature went ahead and continually made lockdowns. The first lockdown, the period of time, it was like three weeks. Uh, the, 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 the COVID numbers actually quadrupled and the deaths doubled uh, during the lockdown. So they came out of lockdown and then the numbers dropped back down. Then they went back into lockdown again and they quadrupled and the deaths doubled. So they knew that locking the, down our society was actually increasing the number of COVID cases and deaths. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They knew they that knew. because that they was knew. the result. Um, and, and so if I knew that, I know Rob Wagner knew that. Okay. I know that Kate Brown knew that. So we have to, we have to, we have to understand that the legislature, and this is what we're doing right now with free Oregon. We've got these lawsuits. We've got, we've got this big grassroots organization, but what happened two weeks ago before the deadline to file for the, um, uh, for the primary election in Oregon, right? We had um, about two dozen free organ members fill unopposed races for House and Senate across the state. 24 unopposed uh, unopposed races, okay? The Democrats are running unopposed. We had almost two dozen fill those seats. And in, in that process, we've actually taken three House seats without even going to war yet because we got more people to run uh, than the Democrats did by three. OK, so why is the Republican Party of Oregon not doing this? You know, beats me. But Free Oregon is doing this work. We're the ones out there. We, we're the ones raising money. We're the ones filing lawsuits and we're the ones running for office. And so things okay, are going that, to change in the state of right, Oregon. Right. Now, you see that that exactly clarifies my point that I'm making. You're asking, why are the Republicans not doing this? And I believe it's because the Republicans are actually bought off. They are no longer Democrats from Republicans. They are in on the globalist agenda and all the evidence is pointing to this. So the Republicans are not crazy. They are calculated just like the rest of our government. 100% um, correct. And there are a few that are good, right? There are a few that are good. Oh, sure, here's, sure. Here's There's the always a few. There are, and they are very good, but they... Yeah. 
are overwhelmingly suppressed by all the, the censorship, all the other opposing forces against them. I mean, it makes it really tough for them. Ben, I want to shift gears for one second sure. and just have you talk for a few minutes. Now, we've seen the globalist agenda, the Great Reset. I mean, I don't think this is going away without a fight, personally. But um, the question that everybody's asking now is because uh, the the coronamania um propaganda seems to be subsiding. And now we see a war in Ukraine uh, with a, a triangle between Russia and China, China and the United States. I'm wondering, what do you really think is going to be their next move is, as far as progressing toward the Great Reset? How do you think that the Ukraine war fits into this picture? Well, I don't know, but it's fishy. Um, you know, I'm... I'm... <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my head around what's going on in Ukraine as, as we speak. I mean, my focus is really heavily on Oregon right now because if we can split up the West Coast State Pact, they're going to have a hard time driving their agenda through the rest of the country. Uh, but I, I can tell you my initial response to Ukraine is that, you know, if, if Trump was president, we wouldn't be in Ukraine. We wouldn't have soldiers there uh, at this point. And um, I think that they're trying to I think the, Fed, the, the the feds under the Biden administration are trying to create a war with Russia. And look, it, it, it's very mirrored. Uh, the whole thing, when you look at what's happening in the outcomes, what are they doing and what are the outcomes? The outcomes of everything that they're doing right now with Ukraine and Russia are causing more damage to American citizens. That's the goal. Uh, when gas prices go up, you know, $7 in the city of Portland, which we're seeing, um, you know, with you tie that in with inflation, you tie that in with with um, uh, with you know, unemployment, you tie that with everything else. Look, they're they're causing more damage, more price increases on people to make us to break us. Right. They want to break us. They want to make us dependent on the government. They want to weaken us. We, they want us to be not. OK. Independent. I, yeah. OK. I, I agree happening. with you. Yeah. You said it all right there. More damage to American citizens. And that's where I believe this is absolutely going. Um, but um how, as Oregonians, how can people help to actually restore constitutional rights in a deep blue state? I mean, you mentioned get out there and vote. That is crucial. I agree. What else can people do and how do people connect with Free Oregon? Well, you have to take action. OK, you, you have to take action. You have to do something to get involved in the political process. Everyone does. And I'll tell you, Oregon's not as deep blue as, as you're making it to be. You know, when when with the you know, it, it was like 43 to 51 or something or, or it was like 43 to to, to 50 percent or something like that Trump, uh, for Trump. Right? Trump had 43 percent of the vote in, in Oregon in 2020's election. Um, we are down our gubernatorial races you know, year after year or election after election, we're down. Republicans are down in Oregon by about 300,000 registrations. But right now, I'll tell you, with Free Oregon, about 25 percent of our members are registered Democrats. And what people have to understand is that the leaders of your party at the local level, the leaders of your party in the state, the leaders of your party in the county, um, they're not in charge of the direction of your party, okay? Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or, or a Libertarian or anything, the leaders are not in charge. You are. You can throw those leaders out. Just last week, the, the, the Oregon Republican Party chair uh, resigned because he was so 
whiny about the fact that people were attacking him. Well, he doesn't do anything. He didn't do anything. He sat there, didn't do anything in the entire last year to push back against uh, this onslaught of, of tyranny that's coming through from the Democrat Party in Oregon. He did nothing. So he resigns because he's, you know, pretty ineffective. Sure. And, that's a good thing. And, and, and it's a great thing. But you know who did that to him? The people, the members of Free Oregon did that to him. Free Oregon is the largest civil rights group, grassroots organization in the state of Oregon, even though we were founded in, in, in January of 2021. OK, we've grown extremely fast because we tell the truth, because we're giving people ways to take action. You know, when you sit there and be a victim of the punishment that the government is providing in this state and you do nothing, you feel pretty miserable. But when you're a victim of the punishment that the Democrat Party in the state of Oregon is doing to you and you do something about it, you feel pretty good. Okay, and there's a lot of things you can do, and it starts with writing a check, making a donation or showing up to a rally. Those are the two things. Make a donation or show up to a rally that you can do that you can feel good about. Um, showing up to a rally is incredibly important and making a donation is incredibly important. These lawsuits cost hundreds of thousands of dollars and we have to have money to continue this fight. In fact, we're, we're, we're about to have oral arguments in the state court. Uh, on one of our cases for the vaccine mandate and uh, October 19th on healthcare workers, first responders, teachers and government workers. OK, we've we, we've gone all the way through. This is still in court. Um, if we win in, in, in next month when we do our oral arguments, if we win, then we open the door for damages, uh, possible damages to every single Oregonian that was injured financially by the mandate uh, from last year on October 19th. OK, so this is hugely important, but we have a balance of thirty thousand dollars owed to make sure that we can keep it going. OK, but we've already spent one hundred thousand dollars on lawsuits this year. So we're, we're we need those donations and we need you to show up to a rally. And there's some people that have more time on their hands and they can volunteer to provide a job for free Oregon. And we have a lot of openings for people. We need people to do all kinds of work that's very interesting and intriguing, but it's political work. Um, and that's what's making it happen is that we have these wonderful volunteers that are dedicating, you know, essentially full time hours. Uh, and we're also paying people too to do this work. I mean, look, the Democrats have full time activists paid that are paid very well to do their to, to to fight for their agenda in the state of Oregon because they're big government people and they're run by unions and these unions are loaded with cash. Um, and so we have to we have to participate and find ways to bring in dollars so that we can fight this fight because we're doing it very, very effectively and um, even without a huge amount of dollars. So, um, you know, getting involved and making donations and showing up to rallies is the thing that you can do. And Ben, um, when is when is the next big rally? Well, the next big rally is going to be on Saturday, which is our uh, which is our convoy rally. It's going to be in Salem. And right now, I mean, you had Paul uh, Cantrell on your show a, a couple of weeks back and Paul's been running a seven, seven days, 24 hour prayer session at the Capitol that's still going right now up until um, Saturday when the big rally comes in with the uh, with the truckers. So um, we've got that going on this week, which is really exciting as well. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, get involved, folks. That is so very, very important. Uh, remember, you can uh, support Ben by um, going to freeoregon.us for information. Do consider joining and supporting this great team. They are doing awesome stuff. These people are doers. Uh, they act. And also, please do support Ben in his 
state Senate race because we need people like Ben in government. He knows what's good for Oregon freedom and he will pursue it with a passion. I can affirm that <laughs> if you want to donate uh, to Ben's site, uh, go to Ben Edel, B-E-N-E-D-T-L.com, and you can donate uh, to support his state Senate race. Ben, let me tell you, it's been a great pleasure having you to join thank me you. today. And I thank you for your great efforts in this fight to restore civil liberty and individual rights to Oregonians. And I do wish you Godspeed in your political race, Ben. Thank America you, needs genuine patriots like you running <laughs> this country. I can't agree more. <laughs> Thanks for All having right, me well, on. It's been a pleasure. You betcha. Get out there and do it. Fighting the uh, blue state blues is no easy task, that's for sure. It is fraught with risk, with threats, with insults, with persecution of every kind. I mean, let's just face it. That is the turf that we are on when we are fighting for our freedom. The globalist enemy is very bold, very deceptive, and confident that they will win. I believe they are wrong, but victory for one side or the other will be determined by one's loyalty. Now, the globalists are loyal to their greed and to their power and to their dedication to evil. They are counting on you to be loyal to your comfort and to your safety and security and to your belief that, quote, there's nothing you can do anyway, so you might as well join the team that's going to win. And that is propaganda. So what I'm saying is they will do everything in their power to convince you that you should quietly follow along and join them. But the nationalists must first and foremost be loyal to God. Why? Because freedom is a gift from God, number one. Remember that the United States Constitution is a document inspired by the Bible, unique in all the world and for all time. It was written to ensure that God's inalienable individual rights are protected for all people. The Constitutional Republic of the United States of America is a government for the people, by the people, and of the people according to Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, but such a government cannot exist unless it acknowledges the sovereignty of God in the affairs of all men. It's as simple as that. So you can throw away all the propaganda, all the fear and confusion, and all the man-made efforts apart from God. If we are unwilling to acknowledge the self-evident truths of God and defend them, then we are going to simply destroy each other. And this fact is as certain as the sun rising each morning. We are seeing it playing out right now, but it can be stopped if we choose. We do have a choice to make. And for humanity's sake worldwide, I pray that we choose wisely. You've been listening to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve Latulip and Ben Edel. Life is a gift to be given back to God. We return that gift by simply loving one another and caring for each other. Until next week, adieu.